two, one. So hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Feel Files podcast. I am Christy and if you can't tell, I am kind of nervous, but hopefully you can tune in every other Sunday. Fingers crossed, I have good time management where you can listen to me and my guests talk about topics that are more personal, less conversed, and hopefully relatable to listeners in their 20s. I wanted to create this podcast because I wanted a comfortable space for my friends and I to actually have casual conversations on whatever issues, life changes they're going through, and just to, you know, let it out in this podcast with a lot of feelings involved. So without further ado, my first guest today is one of my closest friends that I've known since I was 10, and so I'll let her introduce herself. Hello guys, I'm Joyce, and I'm so excited to be on Christy's podcast. Um, It's my first time joining a podcast as well. Okay, so this might sound a bit dumb, but it was kind of smart when I thought of it. But I would like to kind of kick off every episode with a card from the We're Not Really Strangers pack because I really love that game. So today's conversation will kind of be around university and going into careers. So I hope that the question I'm going to ask from the deck will kind of move into a more meaningful and worthwhile conversation. So the question today is... What title would you give the chapter of your life right now? I think my title for this chapter of my life would be Bitch, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Super glamorous. Not really. Okay, but I think I chose this title just because I've started working after I graduated from uni, but then every day I'm still learning a lot of new stuff in my job or like out of my job um interacting with different people so i feel like there's still a lot for me to figure out and i'm still navigating life as a supposed adult (laughs) so yeah i just sometimes i might feel a little lost but you know i'm still going at it (laughs) going at it so i think similar to to you i think mine would be like experimental (laughs) Not because it's like really weird or anything, but it's because I'm trying so many things, like literally experimenting with, let's say, um, studying my master's now and also working and experimenting with a podcast because I never thought I would do something like this because it is quite public, mm-hmm. quite like out of out there, out there. Yeah. And so that's really interesting. And I think it kind of shows how we're really thrown out there from, I don't know, graduation. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a lot of trying, experimenting different stuff that works and doesn't work for me. So I would name it experimental, but it's less creative than your bitch, what the fuck, glamorous <laughs> title. So I think today's topic about uni and careers, we wanna go back to like March, 2020, mm-hmm. when, yeah. when the pandemic hit the UK. So background, just quick background info, Joy study at Warwick and I studied at UCL, so we were both in London. Oh, well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Geography guy. I was in London, she was in Coventry. Mm -hmm. And how was that for you? Like, well, how did you, like, transition or cope with the transition of March hitting you and you have to leave? I think um, when COVID started getting worse in the UK, I made the decision to come back to Hong Kong even before my school announced that our exams would 
be done mm-hmm. online. Like they were just um, teasing the idea of moving exams online, but they didn't formally announce it yet. But then because the cases were going up by like I don't know five hundred yeah. or a thousand per day, so um, that was quite scary. And so I decided to come back to Hong Kong first. Um, and in the end, they did actually move all the exams to online, either online or make them assignments. So. I feel like I made the right choice of coming back. Was it stressful though? Like the whole knowing that you probably won't be back and you had to like tidy everything? Yeah, it was stressful because I had to pack everything into boxes to ship back to Hong Mm -hmm. Kong and I didn't have a lot of time to do that. And also plane tickets were so hard to book. Um, I think we both had trouble trying to get tickets back to Hong Kong, but we did manage to do that in the end. So. It was a very stressful procedure. It was. What did you feel though about leaving? Like the whole, because I think it was pretty sad. Because mm-hmm. I realized like that's it. Because mm-hmm. it was the last. We were beginning our Easter holiday, which meant we're going into our last term, and yeah. we couldn't see any of our friends in the yeah. UK anymore. So did you feel a bit sad? Because I felt excited to leave just because it was safer really? here. Yeah. Oh, that was the difference we had. I was excited and you I were I was really so sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that didn't hit me until I was on the plane when I realized, mm-hmm. like, after all this, I don't get bachelors. I don't get, like, yeah. a really fun uni life. Because after that, it's either master's, mm-hmm. master's which is a lot more, like, serious, mm-hmm. like, career-orientated, or jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was on the plane, I was like... Oh shit, like that's it for me. Yeah. But it hit you earlier, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was so sad when I was packing up all my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, I don't even know, there weren't even specific things that I saw that made me sad, but just clearing out my room Mm-mm. made me so upset because I stayed in the same um, room for two years. I lived oh, with yeah. like three of my other friends. Mm-hmm. And I was the first one to start packing my stuff to leave, so that just made me really. I don't know, it felt like I was ending my life in the UK and like I didn't know when I would be able to come back again. Yeah. And so that was upsetting. And also another thing is that I was going to stay in the UK for Easter. Oh, I was going to mm-hmm. um, study for my exams there and also like go on some trips with my friends. Mm-hmm. I think we also were yeah. planning a grad trip. Yeah. But like... That but, couldn't happen. Yeah, none of that would have happened because of COVID. And I think I realized that yeah. then and there. And so, I don't know. I was just sad that I was going to miss out on so much fun. But, you know, health and safety first. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And also, I think, like, I knew I would I would go back for my master's. Yeah. Well, I but didn't get <laughs> my offer. No, wait, I didn't get my offer yet. I just, yeah. I assumed. Yeah, you assumed. I, I assumed, right? And I was like... Eh, I can still travel in the Europe when I like mm-hmm. get my master. Well, I like, get in my offer. Wait, get when I offer. actually get my offer and yeah. I actually get to study. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, it didn't really, it didn't really hit me as hard as you did. Like I did think about that, but I wasn't that sad. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I get what you mean about like the traveling because we did want to travel to Belgium actually. Yeah. By Eurostar, and then we realized Europe also had like. An outbreak, outbreak. Yeah. yeah, and then we didn't know how it was being contained, so we didn't want to risk that. And our grad trip, we wanted to hit up the states. Yeah, and that was never. <laughs> Guess not for a while. We wanted to go to New York, but like, yeah, um, that's not gonna yeah. happen. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like abrupt. Like mm-hmm. we all flew back, and then both of us started our exams. How was that for you? 
Um, because I studied management, right? So then mm-hmm. a lot of my exams became assignments. So I had six assignments, six essays that ended up being due on the same day. <laughs> and I also had one online exam that was gonna happen like after I handed in mm-hmm. all of these assignments. And I think that really stressed me out because mm-hmm. I didn't know like which paper to start on first. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That just all hit me together and I just stressed the heck out staying at home. But yeah, how was your exam? Yeah, because yours was all due in one day. Yours has time constraint, right? Mm, for my online exam, there was a time constraint, but there weren't time constraints for, for essays. my essays. Oh, okay. Because mine was like, I had only two written exams, like two exams that mm-hmm. were supposed to be taken, like obviously in person when mm-hmm. I was in London. And it turned out like obviously I couldn't do my exam, so it became like written essays, which I think I tend to not do best on mm-hmm. like because I find it hard to express myself or write scientifically but accurately on paper yeah so I was really <laughs> bummed out on that um, I had two I think I had four of that to write on top of that I had my thesis which was honestly the most stressful thing in my whole entire life because mm. I needed my supervisor face-to-face talks were obviously a lot more constructive it turned out to be like honestly like video conferencing right and that was not as great and he had more on-call patients because he's a doctor yeah so he had less time for me which i mean (laughs) not saying it's bad like not saying like oh he should leave more time for me but it was more like difficult to arrange a time which fit my time zone and his time zone Mm -hmm. and yeah i still did it last minute obviously so like so predictable and I did last minute for all my written essays that were supposedly my exams. And I didn't feel like I was in uni. Oh, yeah. Like, for the whole of term three spent at home, it was just me slacking. Oh, bro, same. <laughs> yeah, it felt so bad, though. Like, I didn't... Like, yeah, I lost all concept of time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like I was still studying. And I hated yeah. it because it felt like there was no closure from... Yeah. My bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. But you did well. I did. I did. <laughs> Barely. But I mean, like, it was better than I expected. But also, the way that it ended everything, it was yeah. really it was really shit. Yeah. I didn't like the way it ended. Well, we didn't have a choice, honestly. Yeah. But it felt like from the switch of bachelor's to no bachelor's was all merged into one thing. We didn't have a graduation. Do you mm-hmm. have a graduation? I don't, I don't have a graduation. Mine was postponed and they said it would happen this year, um, uh-huh. July, June or July, okay. but like, I'm pretty sure that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if, even if it does, I don't think any of us wants to go back. Yeah. Mine, I think, just got pushed online and I didn't even attend it online, so. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah. was it going to be a video call or just like your it main scrolling credits? Oh, Zoom? But Zoom was scrolling credits. Oh. So I think one of my course mates took a video of it and it was literally like read out a name and Nick. Oh, God. <laughs> anticlimactic mm-hmm. and so yeah i i don't know like it felt like everything was mushed together the timeline was mushed together yeah. there was no clear cut of like okay uni's finished i have like a one month break or something and then straight mm-hmm. i'll go into work mm-hmm. it was more like everything was ent- like intertwined together and i had an intern but as i was also doing my thesis oh yeah and it was just like 
was I really working or am I still studying? And it felt like everything was part-time, part-time. Mm-hmm. And the combination was a bit weird. Yeah. So after we graduated, supposedly graduated, what did you get into doing? Like, did you have a break or? Because mm, I finished my exams mid-June. Mm-hmm. And then I started to, you know, apply for jobs right away, pretty much. Because yeah. there wasn't really much anything else I could do. Yeah. And so I just started looking for jobs. And then I ended up at my current job. I started my current job um, in the beginning of July. So, and I've been working there since. So, yeah. I, I dove right into my first full-time job quite um, quickly. Yeah. But, yeah. I did... I was with you when you got the call that you were oh, yeah. accepted into your job. Um, so it's been like, what, six months, right? Yeah, six months. How do you, how do you think you're like, um, you know, assimilating into the job? I think uh, there's still a lot for me to learn. Yeah. But um, I'm definitely doing better now than I was in the mm-hmm. first, say, two months. Because the thing is, I started my job in the beginning of July. And then one week after joining the company um we had to do like work from home yeah and so we then started working from home 100 percent for two months and so that was really difficult to you know learn up technical skills or you know just pick pick learn up <laughs> pick up technical yeah. skills um through zoom calls with like my seniors mm-hmm. it would be much easier to learn it face to face but that wasn't an option so that was a little stressful at first, sure. but um, I think now it's easier for me because I know what I'm supposed to do. I know my um, the expectations yeah. that my seniors have for me, and I'm able to fulfill the responsibilities of my job better. So that's yeah, good. That's but what about culture? I think everyone like they mm-hmm. know the culture is a big difference, but they usually just ignore it and mm-hmm. adapt to it because that's the only thing you can do right you can't like yeah. really quit and say yeah the culture doesn't really work for me how do you mm-hmm. think you had to like adapt or did you enjoy the culture of this we're not going to expose mm-hmm. her company because um it, yeah we want to keep it anonymous but <laughs> how do you it think makes, it is it makes it sound like i'm working for some super sketch company <laughs> is I- it google <laughs> <laughs> okay but um, I think the company that I work for is super, super fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And I think that was quite difficult to adapt to at first. Like, it's... Mm, I don't know how to word it, but I guess it's fun because I constantly get to work on different projects. But at the same time, it can be very, very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, culture, I think I just relied on a lot of the other um, colleagues that joined the company mm-hmm. with me and I think we're a source of strength for each other honestly are the people like do they talk to you a lot like are they easygoing or is, does it take a lot more to kind of get them to be friends with you I think they're easygoing but there is a bit of a cultural difference mm-hmm. because I don't consume a lot of the entertainment media that they consume Mm -hmm. so sometimes it can be difficult when we're just you know casually talking about entertainment news and I don't know what's going on and if I talk about some entertainment news they don't know what I'm talking about so there's that kind of gap but 
um, for the most part, they are nice. And, okay. Um, that's really all I can ask for, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're not super mean. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's true though, cause like, so right now I'm doing my masters online, and it's kind of shit because I have a lot of group work. Yeah. And. Oh my god, you're a free rider. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, he's not gonna listen to this podcast because <laughs> I don't think he has me on socials, but. Um, yeah, like, group work is so horrible online, because he's never seen them before. Yeah. So working with them online is a whole other territory where I had to navigate. I mean, alongside all my other, like, course mates, obviously. They are mm-hmm. also, like, getting used to it. But it's also not as fulfilling now that I'm here and not there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's why I think this is kind of, like, this stage of my life is experimental in the sense that there is no uni life for me anymore in my master's. It's mm-hmm. like we've left uni, but I'm doing an online course, which is, which does not include a uni life. Mm-hmm. So I'm here, and I'm also working, and the work I'm doing is very much spontaneous. Unlike yours, it's fast moving, but we're not in a big company. Mm-hmm. It's very like we're doing a lot of groundwork. Mm-hmm. We don't get as much support as let's say you would from your colleagues or from your like seniors. Mm-hmm. Ours is just very like hands on. We try what we want. Um, but yeah, like I feel like my assimilating into the company wasn't as hard as yours because mm-hmm. everyone's my age and they're all very like open to discussing whatever mm-hmm. and we swear a lot. That's, mm-hmm. that's a different culture. <laughs> and I think once you swear with each other, there's a bond. I'm not sure. It becomes a lot more casual. Yeah. Also, there's no hierarchy involved. Mm-hmm. Like whoever we work with in our company, they're all really chill. We're like more more so friends than we are co-workers mm-hmm. so it's really like comfortable but yeah I feel like we both did dive into working really soon mm-hmm. and it was it was difficult but at the same time it's like we're forced into adulthood like adulthood adulthood I don't know how people <laughs> say it adulthood 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 I don't know Adulthood. can't pronounce <laughs> can't pronounce but I think is working fun for you though like what you're learning like what you're doing now in your job yeah i think what i'm doing now um i enjoy it a lot because there's a creative aspect mm-hmm. since i'm in the marketing department but um i was gonna say something but <laughs> wait oh here's a really mo- like important question i think a lot of people who are moving into bachelors always want to know about is is what you're doing really that related to your bachelor's degree? Not really. Right? Okay, see, that's the thing. A lot of people think bachelor's would mean what you do would relate to your bachelor's, and it's so important. But what both of us are doing now really is so pretty far off from our bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of, like, how did your bachelor's help you or did not help you for this job? I think my bachelor's was a lot of theory uh-huh. because I studied you know management yeah. and marketing but now that I started my job I can actually I can actually ac- access a lot of data mm-hmm. so I'm doing a lot more data driven marketing than just theoretical marketing. marketing strategies or theory the four frameworks. P's. yeah none of that yeah <laughs> like the that. four piece is so theoretical to a point where when i'm learning i'm learning it now right from mm-hmm. my from my master's because i'm doing a master's in um, health management so what basically joyce did kind of just without the health part <laughs> in, in the bachelor's degree 
and it's so theoretical to a point when I look at it and I, then I do my job at my uh, workplace right now it's two different worlds like mm-hmm. two different spectrums mm-hmm. and I'm like I feel like the learning I'm doing at uni kind of helps a bit yeah but also makes me realize how useless my master's is as bad as it sounds mm-hmm. just because if you don't really hands-on do anything marketing or man- management related in a job mm-hmm. field you'll never really understand what it really does or mm-hmm. what you can like achieve because when you learn it it's just like frameworks mm-hmm. and you can do nothing with frameworks yeah right so you really gotta just start working to learn that <laughs> <laughs> you're just pushing everyone to work what would you what would you think would be like a 2021 goal for you in work what would you hope to like improve on like maybe one aspect i think for me i hope to be able to adapt a wider view like i, I want to train myself to become more of a big picture person mm-hmm. and not oh, just yes. focus on you know meeting routine the deadlines yeah. of routine tasks because at the end of the day i feel like i want to advance to a place where I'm able to drive the future development of, say, a company and not just be someone who executes tasks. Yes, that's so true. So that's something that I want to improve upon in 2021. I think it's really difficult in that sense because when we do, like when we go through uni, everything is like we see a task and then we complete it. Mm -hmm. We don't have the opportunity to be like, there is a foreseeable task in the future and Mm -hmm. we are going to plan that. That's the only thing we can only do when we apply for jobs. I think yeah. that's the only planning we really do mm-hmm. during uni. And those are really like, they're viewed by other people doing it. They're viewed uh, by your peers. And I think somewhat unhealthy, honestly, during like year two, year three, when everyone's like, oh my God, internships, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like energy is fueled by like the people around us. And that's also not really planning if you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's more like trying to compete with people around you so you do it and I, I was reading this quote it's really lame but it's <laughs> but it was about like how um it's really easy for everyone to do tasks at, at hand but what's important is always to be doing tasks that are longer and that look further into the future and it's a wider picture because those are the only ones where you will learn more about yourself and also build your own skills in the future I think that's really important for every job is to like either like not even marketing right every other job you should be planning about things that your company could and Mm -hmm. might be able to do in like six months down the line Mm -hmm. where you can foreseeably see maybe some new investments or some new like developments coming up and you're going to be planning for that to jump and then when that jumps you can jump at the opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. and i think for especially for marketing you know like you can see trends and you can Mm -hmm. use past data is that what you're doing now though like for your future like marketing plans or brand development yeah we are we study like um our previous performance Mm -hmm. to see like oh which categories are performing extra well and we Mm -hmm. see or underperforming and Mm -hmm. we kind of you know establish a marketing plan to either continue to push these categories that are already doing well or um try to help out categories that are underperforming but yeah if after this job let's say you are leaving or Mm -hmm. you might leave what industry would you go into like a different industry do you have like an industry that you are particularly passionate about 
I don't know if this is like too specific, uh-huh. but I would want to experiment around with the skincare industry. Okay. Uh huh. Is that too small, too specific? No, I, I think that's know. a huge industry, you know, like cosmetic skincare. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really cosmetic. Yeah, not cos- so much cosmetic. It's makeup, but I think the whole like skincare makeup industry is mm-hmm. quite big, anyways. Yeah. So that's gonna be your next step, huh? Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe, but. Hopefully. Yeah. I really don't know how to end this because it's my first time. I'm so sorry to people who are like wondering what the fuck is she talking about. But yeah, I hope you guys maybe enjoyed, <laughs> hopefully enjoyed my first attempt of a podcast episode. <laughs> and I hope you guys continue to tune in. Tune in. <laughs> tune in to extra episodes. I'll invite other friends on and we'll discuss different um, you know, topics. And yeah, so... Wow, congratulations to me for starting this <laughs> podcast. This is the one thing I followed through proud maybe my you. entire life. <laughs> Honestly proud of you. Okay, so yeah, I'm not going to plug my Instagram, but thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>